rdtdaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. Yo, what's happening? My name is Tara Devlin. What's yours? Yeah, well, that's a very nice name. We meet here at the Tara Buster Facebook page and YouTube channels for some unapologetic liberal talk. We have a set time on Saturday evenings from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern right here. And what else? Um, we stick together, we win, so become a patron at patreon.com slash taradevlin. If you want the liberal media to grow, keep going and keep growing, but also eh, if we have a, if we stand a snowball's chance in hell, eh, of taking this country back from the monsters who have their filthy, disgusting, greed-centered, lying clutches around it. I wanted to do a show tonight um, because, well, the other thing I have to tell you, well, because I wanted to tell you to give the show a good review on on <laughs> on iTunes, whatever. Um, I have to say these things. You have to keep saying it. I know it's annoying. I, I, it's, it annoys me. I wish I won the lottery. I actually played the lottery, okay, a couple of days. When was it? I don't even remember when I played it. And then it said there was an ad or whatever. Something popped up in, on my phone. It said there was one lone winner in New York who for the Powerball or something. And I was like, that's me. For a second there, I thought it was me, but it wasn't me. I thought it was me. I wished it was me. I was trying to to project the secret. You know what I mean? I was feeling like a winner. I was projecting the feeling of a lottery winner. And then I wouldn't have to bother you people. Not you people. That doesn't sound very nice. Wouldn't have to bother anybody. I would still do the show, of course, because it wouldn't change being a... I mean, I've, the lottery, though, right? I mean, just thinking about the lottery, it sure is the new American dream, isn't it? I didn't mean to call you you people. That doesn't sound very nice. I love you guys. I, I am in love with you all equally. I love you all the same. Well, some more than others, but that's only human. But, all right, what else? But I didn't win the lottery, so I have to ask you to do these things. I apologize. If I did, I would not only fund me, I would fund, oh, well, I'd get some help around here. Maybe I'd get some people here to produce the show, <clears throat> right? Maybe we would have more, I don't know, we'd have more, more, more something. And, uh, well, you know what else I would do? I guess I would get some marketing going help promote the show so you don't have to do it all. all the listeners don't do it where the listeners have to you're doing all the legwork really so <clears throat> i'm a, i'm a little under the weather i'm letting you know right off the bat i didn't do a show last night not only because we didn't get a patron which is true we didn't get a patron so i thought if we we got a patron i would do a show but i was sick anyway. I feel kind of under the weather, and I actually have like a low-grade fever. I don't think I have coronavirus, but how do you know? How, is fever a symptom of the coronavirus? I mean, I can still breathe. I just have a 
little low-grade fever. I feel kind of crappy. I felt better yesterday when I, well, this morning when I woke up, I felt better. Uh, now I'm still feeling, I'm feeling it like it's coming back, like I'm achy. But I want to do a show, so we'll probably keep it short tonight. That's the bottom line. I'll, I have the music cues on, so I'll can keep track of the time. But I also want to do a show because it's been it it's too long. Two days not having a show is too damn long. But also Rush Limbaugh's dead, so I wanted to get together with everybody and celebrate because he's burning in hell. Don't worry about it. He'll he has plenty of Republican company in there down there and it's let's not the thing is okay what was i saying let me formulate my thought the thing is on well i was listening to corporate media of course like i do as as a corporate media critic and they played up this montage played a package about rush limbaugh how divisive he is and all that's the best they got, divisive? Rush Limbaugh and his ilk, and trust me, there are m more filling his shoes. Well, Tucker Carlson is uh, junior, Joseph Goebbels Jr., that's for sure. They're, they have nothing to offer this country. In fact, it can be argued, and I will argue it every damn day, that... They have done more damage to this country than any Al-Qaeda could ever imagine. That's for sure. They, without the likes of Rush Limbaugh and the, the, the Fox News and the, the right-wing, uh, whatever, lie propaganda that mills, we wouldn't have, we wouldn't not only not have a Trump, we wouldn't be in this situation. We would be so much further along in our uh, quest for a more perfect union than uh, without him, without them, the likes of... It was really Rush Limbaugh who, uh, I believe, helped... Like, for example, my father, and if I want to personalize it, Rush Limbaugh, like he did for so many other misguided white guys, gave them cover gave them permission to be ignorant to gave them a home for their for their ignorance and their hate he tickled racist funny bones that was rush limbaugh's entire gimmick dividing and conquering this country without the likes of rush limbaugh i mean rush limbaugh it was a hindrance to e pluribus unum there's nothing more offensive than, of course, Twitler giving him the Medal of Freedom because he's somebody who uh, needs to be reviled. We will know this country's in the, on the right track when the likes of Rush Limbaugh are relegated to uh, the corners, the dark underbelly of the web or wherever they want to spew their hate. Not on a, a platform that has millions of views, mil millions of eyeballs, and corporate sponsorship. It's not about cancel culture. What is cancel culture? We're, we're, cancel culture? I'm, I'm so sick of it. I, the cancel We're not canceling 
You know, what happened to me is cancel culture. What happened to the Republican Dirty Tricks Facebook page? That's cancel culture. Because here in the United States of serfs and lords, they don't want to give the Nazis the impression that they're being picked on. So they have to go after normal people, the anti-Nazis, with equal fervor for some reason. Being anti-Nazi is now Nazi somehow. But <clears throat> Rush Limbaugh, um, the, the why he had any sponsors goes to show you how sick this country is. Corporate at 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 that time, corporate America had no problem latching on to the. Uh, it really was the southern the corporate southern strategy. It's not a new, um, you know, an equal. See, here's the thing. This is what. Okay, let me let me play one thing because uh, this is what Republicans think that oh the liberals you're so tolerant uh, saying it facetiously there's those tolerant liberals again well it's the duty of all patriots not to tolerate um, can the cancerous racist divisive lies tearing the country apart. Patriots want to, we want to have a more perfect union. We are living in a country that has 320 million diverse people. Not all, not everybody's a straight white rich male, so we have to live together. The likes of Rush Limbaugh, they don't want to see that happen. Neither does Tucker Carlson or the rest of these scums. It's so much easier to turn this country into an oligarchy and entrench the, the rich, just like you know, rebuild the kind of system that the founders rebelled against, where the rich run and own everything and everybody else toils in the field and waits their rewards in heaven compl you know, without bo bothering their betters. It's so much easier to, to reconstruct um, a, a country or a system like that when the people themselves are at each other's throats. You can't do it without that. Turning the dum-dums, like my father. I hate to say it. I loved my father. He was a good person, of course, in my opinion. He was a racist, but... All right, be right back. I can't leave that hanging in the air. My father was... My father's my father. And he was a good person, but and I would, when I got old enough to know what the hell he was doing and know his stupidity, I wouldn't stand for it. That's the difference between somebody who's, I guess, a normal person and the likes of Meghan McCain, I don't know, or Donald Trump Jr. When you hear stupidity coming out of the mouths of your elders, usually it's up to the youth. That's how the world evolves. It's up to the youth to say, hey, you're being dumb, you're being racist, you're being a dupe, you're being fooled. I, I, I worked at my father trying to make him, wake him up. And I never let his bullshit hang in the air, unchallenged, that's for sure. But, <clears throat> and I would say things like, you're being played, don't you see? That's how they get you. What do you talk about welfare? I mean, he, I've, I've shared stories before about my father really did believe 
that he, as a white man, was being picked on. That um, we'd have an easier time than every if we were black, if uh, if our skin was well. That's what he said to me when I told you I got a scholarship or whatever, or I was turned. No, I used to get scholarships to go to school, but then I was turned down for some kind of grant or loan or government something, and in school. And he said that's because your skin isn't black. That's what he said to me. And I was like, oh, give me a break. And I've heard the same shit from my sister, though, too. Same bullshit saying, oh, if uh, you're if you're a dreamer, you get everything. They ha- If you're an immigrant. Meanwhile, my grandma came off the boat, all right? She had such a thick brogue, I, half the time I didn't know what the hell she was saying. So, but we were white and are white. I guess it doesn't count. Immigrant, how you bash immigrants? You see what I mean? My family, one generation, well, two, I guess now. My father was the first generation. And well, well, my father was an anchor baby. That's my grandmother came here to, in her pregnancy, to specifically give birth to my father here in the United States so he would be a citizen and she could come over on his, on his citizenship. And that's what happened. That's how my whole family came over. Uh, she should have stayed. Uh, too bad, right? Too bad she didn't uh, go into premature labor on the other side. But well, I don't know. Uh, Rush Limbaugh, that is what he did. And sometimes, because one of the things I like, used to like to do with my father, we live in New York, we would drive out to Atlantic City sometimes. My father taught me how to play blackjack. And we also, when I was a kid, actually, we had, this is a whole other story, but it has nothing to do with what I'm talking about. But, but at the Italian festival on Staten Island in um, St. Clair's on Staten Island, when I was growing up, they would have, so every year had the Italian festival. It was a big deal. I really enjoyed it. All the kids loved it. And there was gambling going on at the Italian festival, like actual gambling for money. And I, I went up there and I played blackjack, which I had no idea what it was. Well, I knew you had to get to 21. But I was like 10. And I lost my allowance within 30 seconds. And my father, and I went and I left. I mean, and grown men were dealing the cards. I, I remember this vividly in the basement of the church, letting a 10 year old play blackjack. And I lost my allowance within 30 seconds. And I remember walking home crying with my uh, tears going down my face. And I opened the door and my father said, What's the matter? And I said, I lost my allowance playing blackjack at the Italian festival. And he said, get my coat. I thought I would get in trouble. And he took me back to the Italian festival and he taught me how to play blackjack for real. He said, you hit, you stand on 17. You have to assume he has a face card. Right? All the, the, the rules of blackjack. And I won. I won my, I mean, it wasn't really a good lesson to give a kid but as I, I never thankfully got into i only got into heroin not gambling so i dodged that bill dodged that bullet um but 
when years later, my when I went through my addiction and everything sucked, and then I was clean and everything was getting better, and I ended up uh, really being a friend with my father. My father, he did change because I believe because of me. At least he changed in front of me. I don't know what he was saying to my sister, but I wouldn't let that bullshit stand. And during the Bush years, I was I was constantly arguing with him about the Republicans, and eventually, I believe, he saw the light. At least he, that's what it seemed. I don't know. Of all, I know my aunt says that of all of my father's brothers and sisters, he was the only one that voted for Nixon. So, there you go. That has to be something in you to begin with to make you so susceptible, and I believe that is racism. See, my father, he liked to go to Atlantic City. He liked to take long drives in his car. God knows where the hell else he went. But I, on these trips, he would listen to Rush Limbaugh, and therefore he was programmed by this scum of the earth. By um, and, and ironically, my father was a big history buff like I am and especially World War II so he knew all about World War II and isn't it funny though you you don't see the same tactics I suppose when they're being played on you not all the time I'm, I mean you might want to see the the propaganda the propagandists I mean it can happen here not only can it is happening God help me when you think about what we just witnessed on January 6th, uh, an actual insurrection where the, the, the Republicans let a friggin' fascist bastard who rode those racist, the, the racist division in this country into the Oval Office. But Rush Limbaugh is dead, thankfully. But there are so many others to fill his filthy shoes because I mean I guess that shit racism sells just like sex division sells and these people these republicans do they really I have to wonder sometimes do they really believe what they what they say are they that stupid and I'm sure they believe now the likes of Rush Limbaugh I am sure he believed He's a good person, right? Even the Nazis thought they were good people. Oh, yeah. That's one thing when you read about the Nazi takeover of Germany, they all believed that they were doing it out of love of country. See? And if you went back in time and interviewed them, that's what they would say. They were only rounding up the Jews because... They loved their country. They were protecting their country. And I suppose that's when, like, when people are ripping babies from the arms of their mothers who are seeking asylum from the failed states we helped create, they think, I'm only, well, not only just following orders, but I'm doing it for, to protect my country. I love my country. Is that how you, Really? You gotta wake up. Wake up, people. I'm here to wake you up. Not just you. Not you guys are woke. There's nothing wrong with that either. 
First of all, I want to say thank you, Errol Thomas, for your super chat. Republicans, best known as Republic clowns, are still losers. Yes. And JD, thank you for your super chat in pounds. You lucky bastard. And thank you, Jim, for your super chat. The other thing, well, when, when right before the music started, I said something about being woke. The, the other thing that gets me insane, you see how woke is now a pejorative, as if not being woke. That's how sick this country is, and people in general. Not being woke is something to be proud of. I'm, I'm not woke. I'm, I refuse to learn any new information. I'm not only uh, uh, I'm not only so unwoke. I mock those who are who give a shit because woke is like PC. See, that's the new PC, and I hear everybody. It doesn't. They don't even have to be Republic clowns. I hear the corporate dem saying things about oh the woke the woke mob or the woke. Whatever the hell, I've heard Joe Manchin re- say something about the woke, woke. Hey, Manchin, bitch. There's nothing wrong with being woke. It means that you're evolving. That's what it means to be a, a patriotic citizen. You see, when I was young, who knows? You, you have blind spots. When you grow up, and you learn, you might evolve from those blind spots and say, wow, I'm so glad I got woke. You don't uh, hold on to your ignorance just to prove a point. What's what's the point? You never change. um, Ripping this country apart by the seams is what? That's patriotism? Being woke simply means giving a shit about about other people. About your fellow American. It means that when somebody says, when you're you're white like me, and they say Black Lives Matter, you listen and you, you get it. It's not about being what? It's about being an American, a civic-minded, patriotic American that would, wants unity, that loves the country, and wants the American people to be united so we can actually have a functioning civilization that works for all. There's nothing wrong with that. God damn it. Is, is, is there? I I saw a conservative. I wish I had grabbed this video. It was and because I'm doing doing the whatever research for the show, going around and looking and see what's going on. And one of these right wingers, and it also drives me insane because I see these right wingers. I'm like, how does this person have what 175,000 YouTube followers? That's what's so alarming. It is. I don't know. I know that some of them, they buy followers, but we don't buy followers here. But it's alarming that they have so many people that want to listen to their bullshit. And one of the, uh, this guy was saying how he was grateful to work in conservative media because he doesn't have to attend any bullshit 
um, diversity training and inclusion training. Any bullshit like that? Yeah. I, he d doesn't want to have to wake up. You know, he doesn't want to be woke. And that's his right as a white American. And so, therefore, you're, you, I guess he's right. It is his right to be a douchebag. But it's also our right to continue to evolve without him and to marginalize him where he needs to be, in the, on the outskirts, in the sewers, not uh, in the forefront of American discourse. You think that being um, somebody that, uh, that thinks that it's, so, uh, it's such a waste of time to have inclusion training or to have your, your mind opened a little bit if you need it, See, there's nobody who needs inclusion training more than that idiot who said that he, he appreciates working in conservative media because he, no one will ever dare inflict inclusion or diversity training. How sick is that? That is so sick. When I watched this asshole, I was like, there we go. There you go, everybody. Conservatives, conservatives are unfit. They really are unfit. They're emotionally unfit, spiritually unfit, sexually unfit. Oh, of course, uh, not that I would know. That's a deal breaker for me, that's for sure. But in order to be sexually fit in order to be good uh, sexual partner you have to not be a selfish prick so i can only imagine but and i don't want to imagine uh, please it's disgusting but that's what they think they're unfit that is unfitness especially in a country that is a nation of immigrants you know we're not we're talking about a country where people who have grand parents that came off the boat are decrying immigrants. You hear that? I'm talking about my own sister. Decrying immigrants in a country, in a nation of immigrants. How sick is that? It's sick. It is sick. It's very, it's also um, self-loathing as well. And therefore, there you go. There's our problem. A lot of it is self-loathing. And that's why they're unfit, emotionally unfit. You could get help, you see, if, you, if you're in that position where, you're, where you hate yourself, where you hate your country because you don't like that it's a nation of immigrants. So you live in denial by saying things like, ugh, immigrants, ew. And uh, instead, instead of looking at I mean, you can live like that, but it's, it's, you could get help. It's so much better to get the help you actually need. And trust me, these people, I mean, I know for, I mean, my sister is a good person, I believe, but she has some stupid views and very unconscious views. I mean, it's also, I think, because my father, to tell you the truth, my sister believes, my sister wouldn't know, uh, politics she doesn't know history she doesn't know the news she only heard what her husband her ex-husband who was a republican 
and they're getting divorced because he cheated on her. But that's a whole other story because he's a Republican and not that Democrats don't have, you know, whatever. And uh, so she just parroted whatever he said because she doesn't know she has she's never read a book. I, I hate to say it. She's got other things on her mind. But they, uh, yeah, we would get into arguments. I always argued with her husband, her ex-husband now. But he had good points and bad, not points uh, as far as his ideology, I mean, in his personality. He had good moments. But he also uh, rotted my sister's brain. But he all, and he also, see, I think it was my father too, because my father identified as a Republican. Even though he was a teamster, he was a garbage man. That's what I would say to my father. Don't you care about me? You're, so you're, you're supporting policies that will make my life more difficult. Don't you care if I get health care? You want to put it into the personal terms with these Republicans because they can't see the light unless something affects them directly. And then especially being gay, don't you care? Of course, but they, they make exceptions in their minds. They don't see... The, that's why I can't... I really... I, I can't stand them. I mean, I love my father, but I don't love that part. Sick. It does suck to be right. Exactly. Haiku on the chat. That's why I say it. it sucks to be right. I, I wish I was wrong. 30 years... Now it's 30 years later. And all, everything I said to my father is true. It came true. Everything I said to him, you're being played. You're in a union. You can have, you could only have this, this house that you bought here on Staten Island and raise your family on, uh, in a decent middle-class life. You can only have that where you get a pension and retire in security. That only is because of the unions that the Republicans destroy. But there you go. People are sick. That's why we're here, to, to wake them up. And there's nothing wrong with being woke. It's one of the things I want to, I really want to, um, I don't know, like on the corporate media, how uh, you hear it all the time, even with people you think, they they uh, they should know better. They say things like, "Oh, the woke mob." What woke mob? The woke mob, and they're usually talking about. It's usually a Republican saying that they got criticized on Twitter for being racist in some manner, and they were attacked by the woke mob. Well, maybe you need to wake up instead of whining about it. Say thank you, thank you for pointing out my blind spot I didn't see now I can work, help uh, myself and help this country uh, become a more perfect union that's it good yeah alright well let's I don't know I'm just riffing here I, it, might, it might be the low grade fever thank you Jim I said that already but it does. there's never enough thanks for Jim for your super chat and Robin, thank you for your super chat and Richard W, thank you for your super chat. Richard says another great show, Tara. I appreciate that, Richard. Keep coming back. It works if you work. It's a work. It's your worth it. That's what we say in meetings. 
I'm not, I'm not supposed to say that. You know that? I'm supposed to be anonymous. But <clears throat> I un I'm breaking the traditions when I say things like that. Errol's on Twitch. But I'm, I can't help it. Being in recovery is like one of the things. It's like when I meet people, not that I blurt it out, like, hi, well, nice to meet you, I'm in recovery. Uh, uh, or, um, hi, nice to meet you, I'm gay, or whatever. Like, these are things that you know about, you have to know about my personality, or my, me, I guess, if, you're, if you want to be a friend. There's nothing to be ashamed of. I don't hide these things. It's also, as far as recovery is concerned, a it's like it's such an ingrained part of who I am now. It comes out. So I, if I didn't mention it, I would feel like I'm hiding it, and then that then I would feel like I'm ashamed of it. And but the point is, they have that tradition to be um, personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, and films because of the fact that people relapse and I have relapsed in my history in my life but uh, it's been a long time in the double digits now but still if I knock on wood nam yoho rengeko whatever uh, don't the reason they say be anonymous is because you don't want anybody to say oh look see it doesn't work that's why they do it like that and it makes perfect sense but it does work, so... All right, whatever. And I don't believe in the sky spook, so... Another thing that I hear about people who are... Who don't um, want to be in recovery through the uh, community of, believe, of recovering people is they say, oh, God, it's too much God. Well, take what you leave in... Take what you need and leave the rest. So I never believed in God. I wish there was a God. I really do. Wouldn't it make it a lot easier if there was a giant man on a cloud? It's always a man, though, that fucks shit up. All right, I'm just kidding. Guys, I got a fever. What can you say? Listen, Rush Limbaugh's dead. It's amazing. F finally. That's what I keep saying. He announced that he was he had, he had cancer. Whatever. Oh, you tolerant liberals. There you go. The tolerant liberal. I don't tolerate the intolerance. The intolerance of fascism, hate. Oh, here's one of Rush Limbaugh. I have it on my, one of my, um, where is it? Oh, see, I should. That's why I need a producer. Rush. One of the sound effects is one of the most disgusting things that Russia ever said. And there were a lot of disgusting things that came out of that fascist mouth. And he was a fascist. Uh, he is America's Joseph Goebbels. There's absolutely. Slave. He, well, I'm looking for this. His famous, one of his quotes. Of course... My stupid thing doesn't work. All right, I'll find it. It's the... F it's... Uh, all right. The timing is everything. I fucked the timing up. It's his famous, Some people are born to be slaves. That's all you need to know about Rush Limbaugh. That's him, in a nutshell. 
That's the Republican ideology in a nutshell. Some people are just born to be slaves. Where the fuck is it? How come nothing's working on my computer? I hope it's not... I hope it's not going to crash. Well, I have this. And strike 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 and Victory. The Lord strike says and strike. It is done. The Lord says it, it is done. done. The Lord says it is done. For uh, I hear that's victory, it. Victory, 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 victory. In the quarters of heaven. In the quarters yes. of heaven. Victory, 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 victory. victory. Angels are being released right now. Angels are being dispatched right now. That's not angels, honey. That's gas. Angels have even been dispatched from Africa right now. Africa right now. <laughs> See? Africa, Africa right now. From Africa right now. They're coming here. They're coming here. We're the not racist. See, we picked the angels from Africa. Here. See? They're coming here. They're coming here. They're coming here. From Africa. Yeah. From, from South Africa. America. Angelic forces. Angelic reinforcement. Angelic reinforcement. Angelic reinforcement. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear this all day. They can't the speak English, but they can speak I in tongues. I hear the sound of victory. I hear the sound of victory. Can you hear this hear another? The sound of Let's keep this going for another 15 minutes. I hear the sound, sound of, of victory. victory. I hear the sound of victory. Now I can't turn I it off. The sound of <laughs> I really could not find the stop button. Here's Rush. Some people are just born to be slaves. Oh, see? Isn't that wonderful? That's Rush Limbaugh, Medal of Freedom, in an, in an insult to the Medal of Freedom, because that's what Republicans do. Everything they touch turns to shit. They denigrate everything they touch. They are unfit. That's it. You don't have to worry. You don't have to whine about being woke and unwoke, the woke mob. Just not, don't be a douchebag, Okay. For example, here, let's go through. There's many things. See, the things I want to talk about tonight are the death of Rush Limbaugh, which is great. Tucker Carlson, which is sucks. And we'll talk about Texas, which pr proves what I titled the show tonight. Republicans have nothing to offer but talking points and lies. And Rush Limbaugh, he helped. That's he's he, he helped the Republican Party destroy this country. That's his legacy. And in in the future, we'll know this country's on the right track if future generations, young people, are taught the danger of of Rush Limbaugh and the harm he did to this country. Unfortunately, unlike well, or whatever. He's burning in hell, that's for sure. But he didn't he didn't have the awareness like Lee Atwater did when he was set to meet his maker. 
to call the people who he had harmed to ask them for forgiveness for all the harm he had done to this country and to them. That's what Lee Atwater did. Well, that he must have had a heart to begin with. Clearly, Rush Limbaugh, the likes of Rush Limbaugh, the Tucker Carlson's of the world, these scumbags, the Twitler of the world, all of them, them, all, think of them all, right? Know somebody, you want to know somebody, look at their friends. Twitler, Rush Limbaugh, Tucker Carlson, all of these, uh, Paula White has strike and strike and uh, all of these freaks, the worst human beings on the planet. And you know what makes them the worst? Besides, I mean, there are worse people on the planet. There are people who are scum, child predators, the scums of the earth, animal abusers, the scums of the earth. And then there, and the people like Rush Limbaugh and Tucker Carlson and Twitler, who are handed everything, who were born into this racist ass country with their white privilege and their male privilege. And they're, I mean, not, nothing wrong with being white and male, but being an unconscious racist prick spreading the division in a modern society that's struggling. That makes you an enemy. That makes somebody not a patriot. It makes them a, akin to an Al-Qaeda doing, the, running their psyops game to keep the people divided. Richard W. on the chat says, Barry Goldwater in a final interview said he was wrong. He did. I didn't know that. Let me see. That's interesting. Barry Goldwater's left turn in 1994. This was written from the Washington Post. I, let's, I guess I get archives since I subscribe. Uh, a hype. This is from 1994. I don't. I'm reading it from this article. F f um, so uh, let's see. I haven't read it. A high-pitched yapping violates the air, providing an unwelcome accompaniment to Barry Goldwater's pronouncement. Finally, the former senator has had enough. Throw that damn dog in the incinerator and turn it on. Goldwater roars to an aide. Shut the fuck up. Oh, ha, ha, ha. Animal abuse. Ha, 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 It's the sort of remark that got him into trouble during the legendary presidential race of 1964. Blah, 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 blah. And he says, he's a hundred-year-old French poodle. He barks all day, Goldwater explains to a visitor. Surely that couldn't be his dog. No, it's my wife, he confirms. Nobody seems to be waiting for Barry Goldwater to die. At 85, after a life in politics, spanning five decades, he retired from the Senate in 87. Mr. Conservative has found himself in an unlikely career as a gay activist, a gay rights activist. While that's not his sole pursuit, he returned to Capitol Hill on yesterday to testify in favor of scenic overflights of the Grand Canyon. 
Okay, the big thing is to make this country, along with every other country in the world, with a few exceptions, quit discriminating against people just because they're gay, Goldwater asserts. You don't have to agree with it, but you have to have constitutional right to be gay. And that's what brings me into it. He is the kind of spokesman who makes people focus on this issue through new eyes. Oh, God. You see, everything is a battle with these Republicans. All right. I won't read the rest of the article. It goes on and on. But that's the way it is. That's why we do the show. And you got to keep pointing it out. Keep dragging these freaks into a more perfect union. Like them or not. I mean, I don't like them. But they're here. You don't want to give them power, though. That's for sure. And that's why we have to make uh, make our message the one that's uh, prolific and ubiquitous and has hundreds of thousands of followers and views. Not just for me. Thank you, Slow Tree, for your super chat. Slow Tree in Euro says, we love you for being yourself. Thank you. I love you, too. I do. Because I don't know what I would do without you guys, really. I'm not even kidding at all. It, this this would suck so much more living in this country without doing what we do here, stepping up, having our meetings here, talking about life, talking about getting this country to live up to its founding promises for all. <laughs> Please. All right. Let's see. Wait, 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 wait. Where is... I'm looking for this article. Rush Limbaugh. Okay, let's... We'll talk about Rush Limbaugh. Here's some other quotes. How much he sucks. He sucks. He sucks. Uh, well, he sucked. <laughs> I'm happy to say, because when he announced he was going to croak, as we all will do one day, I would, I, I was like, okay, when? He just kept waking up. Uh-oh. Who is that? Who is this scrap asshole on the chat, Haiku? You can get rid of that person. We don't need anybody who texts in all caps about nothing. Like, that's spamming. Oh, what was this? Just goodbye. Goodbye, Skep. They, as again, here we go. Another example of right-wingers who bring nothing to the table. Nothing at all. What does that do? What do they offer? They don't have anything. Uh, they don't have any facts. They don't have anything else to to say except it's like here, smell my fart. That's basically what Skep did. But that's all they got. That's the best they got in this whole world. They go on the internet, and this is how they what the face they want to show the world. But that's of course why his name is Skep S C E P on YouTube. Hiding behind the veil of anonymity. Of course, they type so tough. Cowards. Well, they prove us right every time. Correct, I should say. 
Conservative talk show hope Rush Limbaugh, hope, host, died on Wednesday, nearly four months after announcing, I thought it was a year ago, felt like a year. Uh, well, you know how it's been this past couple of years with this, with Twitler in office. Every year, it's like dog years, but in reverse. Or something. It's, every year is like a decade. Conservative talk show host Limbaugh died on Wednesday, nearly four months after announcing he had been diagnosed with terminal lung cancer. He was 70. Oh, poor baby. He could have had so many more years turning this country into a shithole, into a divided shithole. Uh, let's see. Mehdi Hassan tweeted, Rush Limbaugh has died. Right-wingers on Twitter are heaping praise on him. I challenge you to read the things he said about minorities, black people, gay people, women, sexual consent, torture, climate, and even the January 6th attack, and then find things to praise in there. I challenge you. It's true. He's a, he's a filthy scumbag. And it's evidence of how sick this country is and how far we've fallen down. Rush Limbaugh should never have had a national platform. He completely took advantage of the, um, the end of the fairness doctrine. Of course, this is what we were brought. The end of the fairness doctrine and the, tel and the um, Telecommunications Act of 1996 gave us Rush Limbaugh helped divide and conquer this nation. There's nothing more annoying when now here we are, 30 years later, 40 years later. It sucks to be right. I guess it's 30 years or something or whatever. And everything, of course, it sucks to be right. Everything I said would happen back then, and I wasn't, I was young, didn't, not as, as amazingly informed as I am now. And we could see I could see it at 18 years old. What was going to, what the consequences of the Telecommunications Act was would be, and Bill Clinton couldn't give me a break because Bill Clinton has been confronted about the Telecommunications Act during the 2016 with his uh, Hillary Clinton's 2016 campaign. And he was like, well, there was some unforeseen consequence. We see now it was a mistake. We made a mistake. Bullshit, they see now. They saw it then. If I could see it as an 18-year-old undergrad in communications, the friggin' president of the United States couldn't see it. Couldn't see that deregulating the media in a country who relies Freedom relies on a First Amendment and uh, freedom of the press. But also, the, that freedom of the press depends on having a, uh, a, the truth, the American people be informed truthfully. And it depends on uh, not having six giant transnational corporations own the entire media. A rich one, some rich billionaire can well whatever same thing can own a radio station a newspaper and a television station in the same market that's not um that's not good 
That's not freedom. That's not America. That's dangerous. And the everybody who came before understood that. We all did. They understood it. But what was Bill Clinton trying to do? They were trying to be Republican light. Once they destroyed the unions with the uh, free trade agreements, these bullshit free trade agreements, they had to get their money from somewhere. Campaign money doesn't doesn't uh, bl- give itself a blowjob. They got to do it. They got to uh, fillet the corporations in any way that they could. And they didn't like being regulated here in the land of the free and the home of the brave. They don't like. They didn't like that the people had too much. They were too uppity. They had too much to say. There was too much truth uh, from sea to shining sea. So we had to consolidate that down, you know, to hone the message, get a clear pro-capitalist message, and screw the American people, screw labor unions, screw a decent middle-class life. They, the likes of Rush Limbaugh will give the cover not all, so they, they created Rush Limbaugh by deregulating the media, and then they set him free, set him loose to, um, to cover the ass of the corporatists that made him possible. And here we are. You can't have, a, you can't have a, uh, an oligarchy. You can't turn a, a constitutionally limited democratic republic into an oligarchy without the a propaganda wing. Every autocrat knows this. Every, uh, every historical uh, destruction of a republic, all you got to do is look and see that's what happens. The first thing that happens is the devaluing of truth. It is taking over the media. They couldn't do it right out of the gate. Rush Limbaugh, he, he, him... There is um, a reason, of course, why he would, he would be on different radio stations in the same market. So somebody driving down the road would say, I don't want to hear this shit. They'd turn the dial, and he'd be on another channel. That's by design. And then he would be, uh, there is not a, I mean, we all remember. Remember Clear Channel? Now, Clear Channel all over the country was kicking liberal talks talk um, hosts off the air and making room for sports or and or Rush Limbaugh. Um, Armed Forces Radio putting Rush Limbaugh on there. This is all propaganda. Pro-corporate propaganda. Oh, it's uh, we we can um, consider ourselves a little bit lighter today, having uh, knowing that Rush Limbaugh is burning in hell, but there are many others joining in, uh, right up behind him, following in his footsteps. Because as um, Hannity, I remember I told you that story. What what Mike Malloy told me years ago that Rush, I mean uh, Hannity told him that they were at a party in, in Georgia because Hannity used to be a local radio host and he lived in Georgia. 
So they ran into each other, Mike Malloy and Hannity, and Mike was at, they were at some radio function, and Hannity said to Malloy, you're still doing that liberal talk? The money's in conservatism. So there you go. That's Sean Hannity. And Mike Malloy also, of course, this is all hearsay, right? I believe Mike Malloy, of course, but we can't take it to court. But uh, he also said that Sean Hannity is the stupidest person he ever met. So Mike Malloy has met a lot of people. He said he is the stupidest person he ever met who never had an original thought in his head. That he would, in fact, the how he did his show was that he would listen to Rush Limbaugh's show, who was on earlier than him, and then he would repeat everything that Rush Limbaugh said and did. So, but he they got a niche going. Oh, you're still in the liberal talk? The money's in conservatism. That's what they care about. That's about it. Period, end of sentence. Greed you see, is the only American value worthy to these Republicans, these, these so-called conservatives. And the idiots who vote for them are dupes to them. They hate them. The likes of Rush Limbaugh hated the morons who, who listened to him. They have to hate them. You see, uh, secretly, uh, underneath... They loathe their listeners. Of course they do, because they're dupes. They're idiots. They're suckers. They're, they're like, uh, like a con man who secretly hates it's their mark or his or her marks. Of course they have to. They, they revile them. They hate them. They're dupes. They're idiots. They're asking for it. They're stupid enough to buy this bullshit. They're asking for it. And it's the duty. That's what they feel. It's their duty to strip them of their decency, of, their, of the dignity that could have been a, a, the, a, an American birthright, of the democracy that we had a duty to protect and entrust to the next generation. Yeah. So they're, they're, they hate them. See, we, I hate them too because they're suckers. I don't try to take from them. I'm trying to ensure that they have a decent life. Really, ultimately, I want them to have health care. I want them to get the help they need when they need it. I want them to have living wages and retirement. I want them to live in a country that is worthy of decent people. Jesus. But not Rush Limbaugh. What did Rush Limbaugh do? Divide and conquer. Tickle racist funny bones. If people love their country in this constitutionally limited democratic republic nation of 320 million diverse people, they, uh, they don't exploit the fissures of disunity. They try to heal those fissures. And I'm talking about the racist fissures that have this country really uh, in a position where we will never have a functioning democracy. 
we are effectively an oligarchy, as Tom Hartman wrote about in his book, succinctly, I highly suggest you guys buy it and read it, puts it together. I mean, it should be a required reading for every high school student at least. But when you, if you love this country, you don't tickle the fissures of disunity, as Henry Wallace put, put it. I mean, Henry Wallace was the VP of the United States who wrote an article in 1944 about the dangers of American fascism. I'm just saying, for those who don't, aren't aware, where he, he spoke about how do you recognize the American fascist through uh, the, their deliberate perversion of truth and fact, through their exploiting the fissures of disunity, any, uh, any affront to the common, what I'm trying to remember, I mean, this is paraphrasing, to the common, uh, well, whatever. Henry Wallace. We should, other people should talk about this. When I, when I talk about this on this show, I'm like, I hear it. I hear, well, I know that Tom Hartman and Mike Malloy, they talk about, and Robin Kincaid, but I never hear it on corporate media. They don't talk about Henry Wallace's warning about American fascism. They say, Mr. Bloomberg, should you exist? They, they bring up shit. They bring up bullshit. Like when AOC proposes a high marginal tax rate like we had for the majority, well, not majority, well, for, yeah, I guess so, a majority of the 20th century. Maybe, in the, is it the majority? No. Probably a quarter, one-third of the American century or the 20th century, called the American century. The likes of Chuck Todd go, hmm, what are you talking about? You're lunatic. It's a loony bin in here now. You know what I mean? Whereas they sh- everybody should know. What are you talking about? That's what drove me insane, watching t- Chuck Todd interview AOC when she first got elected to Congress and him going, what do you mean about this marginal, this this unicorn you're talking about marginal tax rate of what 70 percent are you out of your fucking mind bitch which is what he wanted to say but she said look at eisenhower's top marginal tax rate you dumb bitch chuck todd that's what he, he gets paid for being what He's the Vichy French. He's not the free Vichy French. He's the Vichy collaborator in the class war. Well, we know that. Anyway, as far as Rush Limbaugh, here's some of Rush Limbaugh's greatest hits. Let's see. Put together by a site called News One. Limbaugh says Steinbrenner, George Steinbrenner, the owner of the Yankees at one time, was a cracker who made African Americans millionaires. <laughs> See what a what a c- caught up he was. I could see why millions would want to listen. He had millions of people listening. I could see the appeal. 
right? Some people are just born to be slaves. I see. Ah, okay. Or the best is yet to come. Some people are just born to be slaves. Okay. Uh, he also said Obama and Oprah are only successful because they're black. <laughs> See, that's somebody who needs the Medal of Freedom, right? Somebody who deserves it, right? Let's see, who else won the Medal of Freedom? I think Rosa Parks of Freedom recipient. And then, of course, the Republicans got their hold, their fingers around it, and they turned it into bullshit. Another way they could jerk off, they could use, see, here's the thing. That's what Republicans do. This is what they do with, as far as liberals, like they have to, see, all right, let me, let me explain. Let me explain, everybody. They see, that's why I say we will win because we are on the right side of history, decency, dignity. We're on the right side of humanity. They understand that. Republicans know that. They can only look outside from the outskirts of humanity looking in. That's why they denigrate being woke and uh, they, as if it's something to be ashamed of. But being woke means being a decent human being. Being uh, PC, politically correct, means that you're decent enough, you're human enough to respect other human beings, and you will go out of your way to, to uh, express that. If somebody says, I want to be called this, don't call me that, you say, okay, that's it. That's all you do. And then you go on and you, you uh, go on about your life. You don't go, oh, Jesus. <sighs> I've had to sit through that, uh, that old diversity training. God, what a waste of my time when I could have been on the Internet saying, uh, typing in all caps. So let's see. It was who awarded who won the presidential medal of freedom. I'm going back and back and strike and strike. Oh god. Donald Trump awarded twenty-four. Orrin Hatch. Babe Ruth. The slugger. Shut up. He just wants to glom on. Yeah, see what I mean? To somebody else's success, that's what he does. He's a parasite. Tiger Woods. Devin Nunez, of course. How could I forget? Rush Limbaugh and Jim fucking Jordan. The scumbag who can't even put on a jacket in the Capitol. See, you wear your suits in the Capitol because it's a sign of respect. Jim Jordan hates this country. Hates. It's like showing up to somebody. Like what, Like if I showed up, if I'm sure Rush Limbaugh will have a non-social distancing funeral. Let's hope they all catch COVID. 
But let's say I went to that funeral, which would never happen. And um, in my uh, my jean, my ripped jeans and uh, a T-shirt say like, eh, fuck you. It's not you're not even worth putting on a nice suit, whatever. Whatever, who cares? Let's see, who else won the Medal of Freedom? Oh, whatever. Who cares? A lot of people who deserved it and people who didn't deserve it given by Republicans, because that's what they do. Because they have to sully everything and they have to pretend that they're human. See, they use, and what I was saying about that's how I know we will win, because they use the trappings of humanity they they pretend to, for example, when they're let's see, uh, like like when that 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 lawyer Van de Veen Van de fucker, when Trump's lawyer was uh, he was saying he was gonna subpoena hundred I'm gonna send subpoenas and you're gonna come to my office not on Zoom. You're going to come in to Philadelphia. And he was like banging the table. And then the Senate responded. And only way, the only way human beings would respond to a clown by laughing. And he was like, yeah, I didn't laugh at you. He was so wounded. I didn't laugh at you when I was... Well, I, I just ask for the same respect from the Democrat Party. You, you're supposed to be so tolerant, Democrat Party. But there you are laughing at my clown show to cover up the, the insurrection of a traitor. And I'm here as uh, protecting the Constitution from you Democrat Party, and you're laughing. God, do you see what I mean? So they, ha- but they have to pretend that they're they have human. F- they're hurt. They're do- they're sincere. Their sincerity when you using the courts. You know, we're sincerely trying to get to the bottom of things when we subpoena a hundred witnesses to turn the impeachment of a traitor who incited a mob to murder his vice president and the, the chain of command of the U S government and murder cops, including, well, five people, including a cop, turn that into a, a clown show. That's what they do. Everything they do, they have to, they use the, like, for example, the, they have, they claim the mantle of patriotism. They're not patriots. They pretend to be um, fighting for the working class when they're, they're destroying the working class and everybody else. And strike and strike. So that's how we will win because they, we we don't have to. And the other thing, okay, we, what happens when, well, when things happen, when, like, for example, the, when we get a, when we're in a crisis, like the coronavirus crisis, what, where's conservatism? 
you don't you don't le- lean on conservatism. Conservatism sucks. Conservatism got us into this mess. They have to what happens is uh, we we get progressiveism. Everybody's a progressive in a crisis, right? It's a matter of how much, how much progressive and how much bullshit we can take from the Republicans. Like in the first, well, when Obama took up, took, uh, was it when he was elected with the most votes? Oh, wow. What a weird thing here in the country. And we had to save this country from the Republican ineptitude again. The second time in a hundred years, you know, Obama had to appease in the rescue package, appease the morons, the cons, the grifters, the oligarchy with shit that never works. More tax breaks for the 1%. That's all they got. Tax breaks, talking points, and lies. That's the Republican Party. That's all they have, as we can see. With with Texas, what do they got? They got they suck. Their Republican policies have come home to roost, and they always suck. You see, everything Republicans touch turns to shit. Everything. They want to get their greedy hands on Social Security, on Socialist Security, excuse me. They want to turn it into uh, another welfare program for means tested or give it to Wall Street, that will suck. That will turn the uh, Social Security into, it will destroy it. That's what they do. That When they turned this country, when they took away, they started to whittle away at guaranteed pensions. Most people in the country would have a pension you, that's how my father was able to retire after being a garbage man. And he could have a decent life. He didn't have to go sell apples or pencils on the street. You know, I'm just paraphrasing to, from the little matchstick girl. He didn't have to turn himself into a little matchstick boy. And uh, because he had a pension. And But Republicans, what did they do? When they could, they turned to guaranteed pension. They, they introduced this... 401k bullshit which sucks you they will be but they wanted you and me and everybody else to get into the stock market to th- believe ourselves to be temporarily embarrassed millionaires but instead of having a guaranteed pension for the rest of your life you have whatever you whatever's left of your 401k if you were lucky enough to take it out when the market was on an upswing and and you didn't fall prey to one of these non-fiduciary fuckers that the republicans unleashed and i believe if i'm not mistaken that joe biden again when he got into office this is what they do see one of the first Executive orders Twitler signed was not not only allowing hunters to shoot hibernating bears and bear cubs because I guess I don't know that makes Republicans feel alive when they're murdering decent beautiful animals for no reason well when they're asleep too it's like a sociopath 
just killing something. Um, I, I'm surprised they want to shoot them when they're asleep. You would, you think they would like to see the light go out in their eyes and then the cubs be distressed about the death of their mother and then you get to shoot them too. That must be very empowering for the scum. But that's what Twitla allowed, the shooting of hibernating bears and bear cubs. And then also uh, allowing corporations to dump coal ash in streams because who doesn't love coal ash in your coffee? And then... Um, they took he un he undid Obama the Obama rule about financial planners. Financial planners had to be fiduciaries. They had to have your best interest at heart. When you give them your your life savings, they can't sell you some bullshit and say, hey, you know, because they're getting a kickback kickback and on something that's gonna fail, and they know it. The only buddy, their their buddy knows it. Uh, the only buddy who, only person who doesn't know it is you, sucker. And then you lose your money. The uh, the Republicans ensured that financial. Pl- I mean, that was Twitler's executive order. They didn't have to be fiduciaries, fuckers. And um, I think, is if I'm not mistaken, Joe Biden brought that rule back. But, I mean, there's so many executive... And that's the way it is. That's why you never... We, 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 guys, 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 we cannot ever have a Republican president, ever. We can't allow them to get power. They will, they will destroy this country. I'm not just being alarmist. I'm talking, they will turn this country into an entrenched oligarchy. End of story, period, end of sentence, amen. The likes of Turkey, the likes of all of the Republican heroes all around the world. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what's at stake. Okay. Well, let's keep going here. Limbaugh calls Governor Patterson a Massa. Whatever that is. I mean, I know what Massa is, but I don't know the background on this. Discussing the resignation of Representative Eric Massa and the possibility of that Patterson would appoint his replacement to a special election, Limbaugh invoked Massa's last name in a reference to slave masters known as Masses and said, I'm reasonably sure that Patterson will be appointing the replacement, assuming that he, you know, doesn't resign in the next 60 days, a caller said. Oh, whatever. And then they go on. I don't have the clip. It's not working. It goes on. Limbaugh calls Obama uppity. He couldn't resist. Uppity. He just couldn't help himself, you see. But that's because... Did it, that's because he did it on purpose. He's not, we don't give a shit. That's what it means to be a rich white piece of human waste here in this country. To giving average Joe wastes of human DNA permission to be racist monsters and keep this country divided. That's it. Uppity. Well, he knew, he knew the, um, 
the historical context of that word and what it what it means, why you wouldn't want to say that, why you wouldn't bring that ugly history of hate and uh, abuse against our fellow against our fellow Americans. You see, that's because Republicans do not consider people with darker pigment their fellow Americans. You understand? It's true. That's why they, I mean, they hate liberal. This is why the filthy, disgusting scum Twitler during the coronavirus, and now we're up to almost 50, I mean, 500,000 dead in six months, uh, goes up there during a press conference and says, well, if you take out the blue states, as if uh, it doesn't count. Well, I say take out the red states. Secede. Please. Do me a favor. Do us all a favor, albatrosses. Limbaugh calls Obama uppity. There are so many words he could use. I mean, how... Oh, God. Then I see this picture. I'm looking at this website, whatever. It's a picture of uh, C.J. Pearson and... How do these people who are have darker pigment, how do they how do they consider themselves conservatives when they're they are nothing but they're being used, just like the dumbasses who vote for the Republican because they're they're racists and uh, they get the permission to be as stupid as they want to be. And so the likes of it CJ Pearson and the diamond and silks of the world, they, they're being used and played. They are used like human shields. That's it. The human shields of Republican bigotry. They're happy to go along. I guess, whatever, money. <sighs> Limbaugh calls Obama uppity. Limbaugh says Kennedy has had Negroes serve him booze. What Kennedy? Negroes. I know that the reason Ted Kennedy was mad and offended when Bill Clinton said, hey, come on, man, this guy would have been fetching us coffee a few years ago. What made Teddy Kennedy mad was it's women get him coffee. It's Negroes that bought Ted Kennedy his booze. And that's why he's so offended. (laughs) Oh, I can see the appeal. Limbaugh says black frame of mind is terrible. What the fuck? What do you fucking know about a frame of mind? Black, white, or otherwise, you're the scum of the earth. I mean, all of these racist remarks, it's so vile. Because he's... He's playing the goddamn morons who listen to him. That's it. That's why he's vile. And he had a lot of people listening to him. And he's not... He's not a hero. He's not... He doesn't deserve the Medal of Freedom. This country... Like what happens when Republicans step off this mortal coil? This country's better off. That's what happens. 
when they leave the world, Earth, Mother Earth, humans breathe a sigh of relief. All right. What else? Let me see. Rush Limbaugh goes off on Mexico. I mean, this is just a whole bunch of lists. The NAACP should have riot rehearsal. This is what he's... These are quotes from Limbaugh. They should get a liquor store and practice robbery. They're 12% of the population. Who the hell cares? Oh, remember this one? To an African-American female caller. Take that bone out of your nose and call me back. These pricks. It's so disgusting. It literally turns my stomach. Because it's not just what they're saying to the that these people. It's that it's being spread uh, across this country, and the country is getting sicker for it. That's it. Sicker and sicker and sicker. It's like in Nazi Germany, all the propaganda about the Jews and the the infestation and the uh, you know the eternal Jew and the Jew and the Kami, and it's the same tactic that turns people against other human beings. It turns human beings against each other. They don't bring anything to the table ever. In fact, it's even worse. It it would be bad enough if they brought nothing to the table and just shut their filthy, scummy mouths. But not only do they not bring anything to the table, they take and take and take. They take any hope of decency and democracy and unity. And that's what they do. That's the point. And they find millions of eager dupes to latch on. I mean, uh, then they have um, his many, many, many attacks on Obama, Barack the Magic Negro, affirmative action candidate calling him a African-American. We need segregated buses. This is Obama's America. Obama's entire economic program is reparations. Oh, look at this one here. You know who deserves a a posthumous Medal of Honor? James L. Earl Ray, the the confessed assassin of Martin Luther King Jr. We miss you, James... Obama is more African in his roots than he is American. He is behaving like an African colonial despot. Yeah, that was Obama to a T, right? So angry. Oh, he says, Obama is an angry black guy. 
And there's nothing more fearful to the likes of Rush Limbaugh. Let the unskilled jobs that take absolutely no knowledge whatsoever to do, let the stupid, unskilled Mexicans do that work. <laughs> oh, my God. You're a foreigner? You shut your mouth or get out. Wow. Yeah, you added so much to the world, Rush, didn't you? That's the way the Republicans roll. Well, now, don't worry. There's other conservatives, so-called. I, I mean, being a conservative, whatever that is, it means being a Nazi nowadays, being a racist Nazi who never has to apologize for an insurrection. That's what it means. So uh, he's got the likes of Tucker Carlson. So Tucker Carlson's, I'll just play a couple of things and we'll get to the Texas thing. I'm looking at the time. I'm still feeling under the weather. And Tucker Carlson, he he's really fucked up. <laughs> I don't know if you've noticed. There's he He really is unbearable. I don't know how anybody works on that show. You have to be a real scumbag to enable that. It's like Tokyo Rose against this country. It's like that's the way it is. That's what I look at it like. Um, Anti-American psyops. Really, turning this country apart. Tearing it apart. Oh, here, this is great. He says... uh, I mean, irony, irony is not a strong point with Republicans. Here's Tucker Carlson going off yesterday about um, the Texas and, you know, Democrats and the Green New Deal and and imagining, he, he puts it out there, imagine if lying was your job. These people don't have... A mirror, I guess. They're too busy on building a wall. Watching the news on television makes you question the system itself. In what version of, quote, meritocracy could someone like Chuck Todd get rich and famous? Dumb and conventional now. You see, what's so funny about Tucker, even though it's not funny, but it is a tactic of the right. I agree with him about Tucker, I mean, about Chuck Todd. I say it all the time. We've played clips on the show of Tucker Carlson going off about the economic disparity and upward immobility in this country. And it sounds it could have been coming out of my mouth the way he uh, describes it. But then the diagnosis is uh, the cure, I should say. So they, they get the diagnosis and they prescribe a cure that is more of the same shit that gave us the sickness, the sick diagnosis. So he's going off about Chuck Todd. He's right. Chuck Todd is a, he's a Vichy collaborator in the class war against the United States, against the working class. But what is Tucker Carlson? I mean, what is, yeah, that's what I meant. Chuck Tucker Carlson. He is, he's worse. He's the same. I mean, Chuck Todd his sin is he brings nothing to the table either. 
He doesn't challenge any of any of the 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 powerful people he wants to buddy up to. He is an example of everything that's wrong with corporate media. But so is Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson is worse because he's a racist. On top of it, he's a liar. On top of it. I mean, Chuck Todd says things like, Mr. Bloomberg, should you exist? And, and, and feigns, or maybe he is uh, ignorant when AOC brings up that the United States used to have a 90% top marginal tax rate to prevent the development of an intergenerational aristocracy. Well, that was also the estate tax, but to prevent the development of uh, the rich becoming too powerful and also cultivating the uh, American working class. So the companies, instead of stock buybacks, they would pour the profits into the labor force. So that's how you get a middle class and whatnot. But there you go again. There's Chuck, uh, Tucker Carlson diagnosing the sickness, but of course not uh, present Because it's true. That's true. That's every good propagandist employs that the, the, the grain of truth. Yeah, it does suck that the United States is the least upwardly mobile. How'd we get here? Tucker Carlson, in that whole segment I remember we played where he sounded like me for half of it, was uh, his diagnosis was there were abortion clinics in uh, and uh, welfare. That's what he said. T- too much welfare and too many abortion clinics. For real. That's what he said. So there you go. Pass is impressive. It's insulting. But rather than be insulted, we've decided to Wrong. pause for a moment and look at it a different way. Yes, the news media are profoundly dishonest. All of us lie from time to time. What? That's the human condition. Yeah, the, but he but has imagine- no freaking examples, of course. And this is another thing you guys know. It drives me insane. It's a sign of propaganda. Bring the examples. The news media is profoundly dishonest. Show us. Where? Where? Because they said what? That Twitler is an insurrectionist? So Because they said that what? What's profoundly dishonest? Give me a profoundly dishonest example. Or give me an honest example of their profound dishonesty. They never do. They're profoundly dishonest, but here's MSNBC and CBS and ABC and uh, the logos and the Democratic Party symbol. So uh, just a month ago, where the armed insurrectionists, the Republican traitors attacked the Capitol and also attacked the press. Oh, what a coincidence. Like every good propagandist, like every fascist, if you can't shut down the the other networks, then you devalue truth. You just tell them, don't believe what you see or hear. Everybody's lying but me. If lying was your job, imagine forcing yourself to tell lies all day about everything 
in ways that were so transparent what? and so outlandish that there is no way the people listening to you could possibly believe anything you said. Then imagine doing that again and again and again every day of your professional life for your entire life. You don't have to imagine you it. You've done it. If you could, CNN has an opening on the media analysis desk. Really? Call them immediately. Call, but if you call them immediately. Give me an example. Give us an example. You freak. You scum. A non-sociopathic normal person, the answer obviously is no, you could not do that. You could never lie like that. So you've got to kind of respect the people who can. They're like Olympians in reverse. They achieve feats so dishonorable that you gasp in horror as you watch them. Let's say it. But at the same time, you've got to respect those skills. Take a look. Let's fucking see it. At these gold medalists in duplicity and ask yourself as you watch, could you say something like this like with a completely what? straight face about Kamala Harris? She's incredibly successful and she does yeah. everything professionally with the utmost integrity. Kamala Harris, of course, completely taken out of context quote, but okay. She's incredibly professional and successful. Well, let's see. She's a fucking vice president of the United States in this racist ass country. So yeah, I would call that pretty goddamn successful. Not that, I mean, he puts me in the position to defend, you know, uh, MSNBC, please. But seriously. And Claire McCaskill, Claire, he's putting me in the, def the position here. But come on. If you could say this with a straight face, what are you talking about? That Kamala Harris is successful and professional? Oh, yeah. Uh, uh. <laughs> How could you say that with a straight face? <laughs> How could you ever say that she's successful and professional? That's a lie. That's not a lie. It's an opinion, you freak. You don't have to agree with it, but the, f I mean, you'd have to be dumb, whether you don't have to like her, but she's successful. She's a vice fucking president, you scumbag. She didn't get, uh, in she didn't inherit a fortune from the, f because uh, a bunch of chickens, millions of chickens had to die, billions For you, Tucker Carlson, born on third base, thinking he hit a triple. There's no lie here. This is what's so fascinating. What's the lie? You may not agree. You don't like it. You know that your filthy, disgusting followers, the people who listen to you, are racist, and they hate Kamala Harris because she's black. And brown, and she's got, uh, you know, she's a woman. So, this is, whether you like it or not, it's not a lie. She's successful and professional. Oh, are you fucking crazy? That's not, what the hell? That's That doesn't qualify as a lie. Show me a lie. You may not agree. 
it doesn't, you see, this is what they do. She, he knows he's talking to a bunch of racists, and there are a goddamn legion of them in this country. They're sick. He gives them their, he gives them permission to continue to be a a moron. They're like one collective, one big giant moron. ...is independent, successful, strong, but she's also a devoted wife, and she's not ashamed of that. So fucking, that is a, this is a lie? This is an example of lies. ...say that her performance as a running mate uh, was was flawless. I mean, other than Barack Obama in my career, I've not seen anybody really who came in with that kind of raw material. In the, she fits the moment in such a powerful way. She is what every working woman strives to be. Yeah, so what? Of course. She's flawless. Kamala Harris is everything women want to be. I know, that's so confusing. So what? That's their opinion. Nobody say, says that's the news. Nobody know. Everybody knows they're fucking sitting there yapping about it. It's not a lie. Imagine if lying is your job. Let me see if you could say this with a straight face. Well, if you're a filthy racist that has nothing, that was handed everything, but does everything in his power to destroy this country, to turn the country into uh, a divided and conquered hellscape of oligarchy and friggin' greed. You think, you? I mean, he's a misogynist. He's a racist. It makes me think of, uh, remember when we were talking about... Um, the Michael Cohen podcast. Oh God! And Adam Carolla was going. If you don't want to be, you let's uh, something about. I don't want to be called a. If you don't want to be like uh, the golden rule. If you don't want to be called a racist, don't call me a racist. Okay. Well, I won't if you stop being racist. False, hollow. Cunning, consumed with political power, really a model for your daughters. Cunning, consumed with political power, really a model for your daughters. Well, your daughters should know their place. Yeah, we shouldn't have daughters look up to the vice president of the United States, should we? You fuckers. You see, that's why these filthy fascists need to be relegated to obscurity. We will know this country's on the right track when these pricks are marginalized a hundred thousand percent. When uh, Tucker Carlson's on YouTube saying, please become a patron. This is vile, 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 disgusting. You may not like it, Tucker, because you're a misogynist. You're too, you're not man enough. You would. I mean, where would Tucker Carlson be without his chicken fortune left to him? Scummy, pasty, filthy, disgusting, white privilege on parade. It's an embarrassment. Oh, yeah. Who would want 
the do- their daughters to look up to the vice fucking president of the United States. Cunning? She's cunning. Everybody who's not them, right? Not Twitler, though. He's not cunning. He's too stupid. He's just greedy and, and immoral and racist like you. So you gave him a blowjob every night. Pricks. They never. It's never enough for them. You see, they can't just say, "Oh, thanks, gee, I won the genetic lottery. I I was born on third base," and they never use their powers for good. It's just to tear this country apart, divide and conquer. What makes you so filthy racist, white boy? What is your problem? What, you got too many women said no to you? Because you suck? Because you're an ugly, pasty white boy and all your millions couldn't buy you a date in college or high school? What is it about women, strong women? What is it? It's probably because you know how inadequate you truly are. So you got to get a woman who knows her place, Right? Not somebody cunning enough to become the vice president. Cunning. No, you know, cunning um, implies uh, nefariousness, evil, underhandedness. Not like Tucker, though, right? Not like Twitler or Giuliani or the whole crime family or, or Lindsey Graham or Mitch McConnell. Not them. Not the insurrectionists. Cunning. Yeah, who wants their daughter to look up to the vice president of the United States? What a horrible role model. They should look up to Ivanka. Using all the, the ill-gotten gain her father grifted by not pay, paying people, I can't talk, by stiffing people through all his bankruptcies and... um using all that privilege to say, hmm, what am I going to do with all my privilege? Oh, I know, a sweatshop in China. I know, uh, shitty, ugly shoes that uh, other people do better. Rip-off shoes, rip-off patents. Oh, I know what I'm going to do with my platform. I'm going to hold up this Goya bean can. Cause it's, uh, but it's Kamala Harris that has the cunning. She's got the the uh, cunning. To, to, to who wants to look up to that? We should look up to Ivanka. Cause maybe if you look up to her, she's standing on stage. You could see up her skirt. <laughs> right, boys. Right, fellas. Hey, 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 hey. Consumed with political power, really a model for your daughters. Consumed with political power. Not like Giuliani, not like you, prick, right? Consumed with political, really a model? <laughs> yeah, that's what they can't stand. Really a model, right, it is a model. You know who else is a model for this, for boys and girls, Barack Obama. That's a model that you want to look at and say, gee, 
Look at what's possible. You don't have to inherit your chicken, your chicken murder family, your family business of chicken murder. That's all they could do. They can't because they only murder things that can't fight back. These pricks. Ugly, right? Really, on the inside, just ugly. Make that woman vice president. And so they did. And, and so they did. Yeah, that's what we did. We said, make that woman vice president. She's got cunning <laughs> political power. She wants power for power's sake. Not like Republicans, though, right? Because Republicans don't, don't, don't think like that. They just want to serve. They're in it for altruism. They want to, like, for example, when they heard this deadly pandemic was coming, all they did was work day and night. No, no golfing at all. No lying at all. All they did, they worked night tirelessly to ensure that the United States doesn't become the COVID capital of Earth, except it is. Oh, but here, here's Kaylee McEnany. Here's a year anniversary of this tweet. I mean, of this statement on Fox News. Absolutely. This president will always put America first. He will always protect American citizens. We will not see diseases like the coronavirus come here. Absolutely. This president will okay. always put America first. He will always protect American citizens. We will not see diseases like the coronavirus come here. <laughs> we will not see diseases like the coronavirus come here. I think they did. They celebrated. In fact, celebration might be too mild a word. What happened on cable television that night is typically, and by law in a lot of places, really? confined to bedrooms and other private spaces. Uh -huh. But that night they did it in public, and so? they were proud of it. Here was primetime over on CNN. How you feeling? <sighs> I, it's, yeah, we got rid I, of I almost can't talk right now traitor. because of the emotion. Everyone is welcome under this tent. We don't care who you are. We don't care if you voted for us or not. Yeah. You're all part yes. of this American well. experiment. It was, I was so overwhelmed to hear that. I don't care what people think, if they think I'm biased or not, if whatever, I don't care. And so I'm very emotional. So when you ask me how I'm feeling right now, I'm sorry. That's all I can tell you. This is how I feel right now. I am so happy to have this platform to be able to do this. I may not have it after this, but I really don't care. I am so happy. Everyone is welcome under this tent. They're all invited, except the white supremacists and the QAnon people and anyone else who disagrees with anything. Oh, we don't have a big tent for the white supremacists. You hear this? Except for the Nazis and the pedophiles and the freaks and the, uh, the anti-Semitic bastards who want to put everybody in death camps. There's no, where's your big tent now? I can't believe it. This is like the Southern strategy on on uh, just monstrosity. This is the end. It's the end of the Republican Party. You hear, you heard him correctly. Oh, you have the. I don't know if that was in his script or he just pulled it out of his ass. 
It sounded pretty off the cuff to me. Oh, you have a big tent? But except for the white supremacists and the and the Nazis and the Proud Boys? Are you kidding me? It's like when Hillary said the deplorable. We know what she said. And they, they're like, proud, deplorable. Yeah. And she specifically said the white supremacists, the Nazis, the traitors, the, uh, the Islamophobes, the homophobes. Yeah, you're deplorable. You're disgusting. Happy to have this platform to be able to do this. I may not have it after this, but I really don't care. I am so happy. Everyone is welcome under this tent. They're all invited, except the white supremacists and the QAnon people and anyone else who disagrees with anything we say. And the QAnon people and anyone else who disagrees. We're just not tolerant of the white supremacists and the QAnon who believe bullshit. You know, the QAnons who think that Democrats and, uh, what's his name, uh, Anderson Cooper and Hillary Clinton drink baby blood. We're just not welcome. Where do we go? You, well, you go to your Republican big tent. They take you all there. The nuts, the freaks, the geeks, the greed-scented ghouls. The America-hating Nazis, the America-hating oligarchs, the America-hating dumbasses, the racists, I and mean, all of it. The America-hating racists, they're, they're all, they all hate America. That's, the, that's their big tent. If you hate America, you're welcome in the big tent. The big Republican tent. Who will think of the white supremacists? I can see... How um, upset you must be, Tucker, that the white supremacists are in the wilderness. We're not welcoming them into the big tent of Democratic Party. It's unbelievable that this person, this chicken-murdering fuck, is still on, uh, on the air. And he's got a lot of followers. You see, you all you got to do is be a racist prick. It doesn't matter. They, you'll find a, an audience here in this sick country. The audience, Tucker Carlson's sick audience, what once, at least, understood they had the good sense in once in one way, to keep their stupidity to themselves. Now they're out. The freak flags are flying. The Trump flags are flying. The likes of Tucker Carlson, give them permission. And Rush Limbaugh, who's burning in hell, give them permission. That's all it's about. Tucker Carlson, like the rest of the Republicans, would tear this country apart if they could rule over the ashes, burn the country down. That's what it's about. They hate America. And we bring the receipts here. Not like them. Their example of corporate media lying is them saying that Kamala Harris is successful. Who in, a str in their right mind would ever say such a thing? They're vile. Now, who are 
Tucker Carlson's sponsors. Okay? Who? Why does Tucker Carlson have any sponsors at all? Especially after that. Who... Who will, uh, where will the racists go? Where will the white supremacists go? You really got us here, Tucker. Man, you brought it in. You brought, brought it home. Sick burn, Tucker. Oh, those Democrats, your big tent. You don't have room for the racists and the QAnons in your big tent. No, we don't, because we deal in fact and reality. Not in stupidity. We don't give stupidity, racism, moronity, ignorance, the same credence as we do truth, justice, in the American way. No wonder they idolize the con man, Twitler. No wonder. All of them, honestly, this is another example how uh, just how much danger we're in in this country. How it's hanging by a... It's not even... Is it hanging by a thread or is are we still holding the thread as we plummet down? The thread frayed. And we're heading into Dante's 15th circle of whatever this is, of sickness. Tucker Carlson's, he is the probably right now one of the biggest threats to this, uh, to democracy. Actually, here's an art. I'll read a little bit of this. From the Washington Post, Max Boot wrote, When Donald Trump was in office, he posed the most dangerous threat to democracy. With the former president now golfing full-time, the most dangerous threat may well emanate from Fox News, quote-unquote news in quotes, and specifically from its top-rated host, Tucker Carlson. He seems to be on a mission to make America's worst problems even worse. Well, that's the whole Republican mission in general. Carlson has a long history of pushing vaccine conspiracy theories that endanger people's lives. On Tuesday night, he attacked COVID-19 vaccines, claiming without proving any, providing any evidence, you see a pattern, that's what he does. He doesn't provide evidence. He, he's, well, you don't need evidence in a fascist echo chamber that he, without pro- providing any evidence that the way authorities handled the COVID vaccine did not inspire confidence, quote unquote. This is what he's, you see, of course he said that. This is what he does. He says they're liars and everybody knows it without having any, there's no examples of this or the way they handled the vaccine, COVID vaccine doesn't inspire confidence. Well, what? What you got? You must have an example. That's your point, right? All these people were lying about it. These are quotes. And the most powerful people in America worked to make certain that no one could criticize it. He's sick. He never did say what these lies supposedly were. He just left his audience with the impression that the vaccines are part of a plot against them by powerful, shadowy forces. That's why he's dangerous. One fact Carlson didn't mention, his boss, Rupert Murdoch, has already been vaccinated. 
Oh, wait, let me lower this a little. That's just my music cue. His conspiracy mongering is likely to discourage Fox News' elderly viewers who are at the highest risk of dying of COVID-19. And Fox News has a very uh, old demographic. In fact, the Fox News in 2019, the median age of the Fox News viewer is, is 65, which is, you know, that's old. For uh, your, if that's your audience. Wait, hold on a second. All right. Having done his best to injure public health, the next night, Carlson sought to exacerbate racial and political divisions. On Wednesday, he argued that they whoever they are, are lying to you, the Fox News viewer, about the storming of the Capitol on January 6th. The known facts bear no resemblance to the story they're telling. They're just flat-out lying. Yes, that's it. When you don't like the truth, just lie that, it's, that they're being lied to. Don't believe the videos. Don't believe your own eyes and the words coming out of the mouths of the traitors. Everything's a lie. And I'm telling you guys, you know it, though. Uh, this kind of behavior where um, everything is a lie, where the where truth is devalued, where the people don't trust reality and are wedded to conspiracies, that's a telltale sign of a dead well, dying, at least, and dead democracy. It really is. You don't have a functioning civic society when, the, when millions of your fellow citizens don't believe truth. All over the world, whenever a, a system fails, th this is a telltale sign. It is a tactic the Republicans are really, they've not only, they're spreading it, they have, they've been very successful in, uh, in their mission to turn the United States into the United States of serfs and lords. And th this is a byproduct of it. They know that we can never get the country back for the majority. We can never have a country of, by, and for the people. If the people are at each other's throats and, the, uh, the others are wedded to conspiracy theories, thinking that everybody's lying to them, having no trust whatsoever. Uh, the Republicans have been at this for years, from, from saying the nine most dangerous words in the English language are, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. How dare you? What? the media should have done at that time is say, what are you talking about? That's the government the founders entrusted to us. What are you talking about? Instead, what happened? The Democrats, the corporate Dems jumped on the bandwagon. The age of big government is over, which meant the age of e pluribus unum is over. The age of we're in this together is over. The age of trying to make a more perfect union. That's over. The age of big government means you, F you, you're on your own. We're on, everybody's, it's every man and woman for themselves. 
And that's not how you have a, a great country. That's not even how you have a, 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 a country. Okay. As Max Boot continues, the known facts bear, well, this is, he's quoting Tucker. The known facts bear no resemblance to the story they're telling. They're just flat out lying, Carlson said. He didn't say what the real story was. Um, I'm glad to read this because you know that uh, I'm, I always point this out. It's good that somebody else is also pointing it out. They do it on MSNBC, too. They don't point. They have no examples when they say things like, I hate socialism or whatever. You know, the people just don't like socialism. Well, they never explain it. What are you talking about? All they do is like what Tucker Carlson says. The known facts bear no resemblance to the story they're telling. They're just flat out lying. He didn't say what the real story was. Perhaps like half of the Republicans in a recent poll thinks that Antifa was responsible for the January 6th assault. Rather than try to make his case for an alternative reality, Carlson segued into a diatribe about Black Lives Matter rallies. And um, that were sparked by the George Floyd's death. He claimed the protests changed the country more in five months than it's changed in 50 years, and it is all based on another lie. Floyd wasn't murdered by a cop, he told his viewers. He almost certainly died of a drug overdose. Fentanyl. We, we talked about this the other day. This, is, this claim, advanced by attorneys representing the cop who pressed his knee onto Floyd's neck, for roughly, roughly nine minutes, is not true. The medical examiner ruled Floyd's death a homicide. While Floyd had fentanyl in his system, the cause of death was cardiopulmonary arrest complicating law enforcement subdual, restraint, and neck compression. A private autopsy requested by Floyd's family found that he died of asphyxia or suffocation. That Carlson is spreading... A dingbat, dishonest conspiracy theories from such a powerful perch is certain to have deleterious and even deadly consequences for the country. Absolutely. Already, his promotion of the stop the steal, quote-unquote, lies helped to lead to the attack on the Capitol that left five dead and 138 cops injured. That's why I and other commentators such as Nicholas Kristof of the New York Times have called for Fox News to exercise even greater restraint. And if it doesn't, for the cable systems to carry it, to drop its programming. Absolutely. Oh, cancel culture, cancel culture. Get, go online like I do. Please become a patron. Please become a patron. Corporations don't need to um, put, put, pour this lie, these lies, these divisive lies, these right-wing divisive lies into people's living rooms. This provoked another Carlson diatribe on Thursday night. He claimed that there was a plot involving everyone from House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and Adam Schiff to post-owner Jeff Bezos to, well, me, Max Boot, designed to silence Fox News. To make his case, 
He employed his trademark combination of hyperbole, uh, paranoia, and ignorance. A hyperbole, excuse me. He bizarrely compared Pelosi and Schiff to the Ottomans, who he said destroyed the cities they captured. You know, it's so funny because he does this all the time. He'll uh, he'll inject some kind of uh, obscure uh, historical reference, but I'm telling you, you know, the people that he employs these reference is they don't know what the fuck he's talking about. It adds um, a, another level of credibility to the bullshit he peddles. So look how smart I am. I'm speaking to you like you're smart too and informed. I know about the Ottomans who destroyed cities and they captured because they enjoyed it. I See, I assume you know about the Ottomans, just like I assume you think Kamala Harris is, uh, isn't successful. Perhaps Carlson is thinking of the Mongols. The Ottomans were not city destroyers, as he would know if he visited Istanbul, Cairo, or Cairo. He just casually maligned well, he's just casually maligning Muslims along with the Democrats. Well, that's what he does. You see, his histo- obscure historic. Nobody's going to check him. They're not going to say you're wrong, Tucker, because they don't know what the fuck either. In fact, another clip that I had of Tucker Carlson, he was like, "This hasn't happened since Antony and Cleopatra dined in downtown, um, some somewhere downtown." What did he say? Anthony. I don't remember. At downtown. Anthony and Cleopatra downtown. What did he say? I'm sorry. I'm just, it's in my mind. It's in my tip of my tongue. Downtown Antioch. That's what he said. It wasn't. This hasn't happened since Anthony and Cleopatra dined in downtown Antioch. And everybody was like, oh, wow. That is, that, you're smart. You're smart, buddy. Therefore, you must not be a a filthy fascist liar. Okay, Carlson is full of off-the-wall analogies that demonstrate his invincible ignorance of history. The moment they took power, this is a quote, Democrats began a kind of counter-reformation against the free market. He claimed they started the most sweeping mass censorship campaign in the history of this country. Guess he's never heard of the 19 of the 1798 Alien and Sedition Act or the 1873 Comstock Act or the 1917 Espionage Act. Espionage Act. Excuse me. I'm having trouble speaking. Later, he compared Democrats to the Red Guards. He can't decide if the targets of his ire are militant Catholics or militant communists. Carlson went on to paint Fox News as a lonely and battled champion of free speech. Everyone else in the media is standing in crisp formation. I thought you liked that militaristic kind of, uh, uh, kind of images, right? Well, as long as somebody else is uh, the one with their skin in the game. In their starch-matching uniforms and their little caps, unlike re- Republicans and their red caps 
and their stupid flags, right? And their dumbass Trump gear, the likes of which nobody's ever... I mean, what a con. All those Trump, the Trump merchandise, could Twitler could never have imagined how successful he'd be with these dupes. I mean, the game, the biggest con, he's a con man. We know that, but he realized how how broken this country is and how much he could exploit it. Just like when he signed on to the Trump Network vitamin scam. He was like, why didn't I get into this politics scam sooner than rather than later? You could get all these dupes to just give you money. And he's using the money that these morons are pouring into his coffers still. He's using it as his personal slush fund. That's part of the th- the one of these billionaires who gave Trump millions of dollars. He wants it back now because he realized he's being scammed. But oh well, who's that guy? Let me see. Millionaire wants money back. Trump. Yeah, Trump supporter who gave two point five million. To fight election fraud wants his money back. Billy, businessman Frederick Eichelman sues pro-Trump election ethics group, citing disappointing results in their efforts to expose supposed, cheat, supposed cheating. Jesus Christ. Well, it's like that's uh, Steve Bannon, the whole scam they ran on the... Mo- I mean, everything's a scam. It's a scam. A merchandising scam. It's a scam. So, as Max Boot goes on, let's see, where was it? Carlson, oh yes, everyone else in the media is standing in crisp formation in their starched matching uniforms and their little caps, patiently waiting orders from the billionaire class. Are you fucking kidding me? These people, the billionaire, this is the chicken air Swanson brat, trust fund brat. You know, those shitty, um, those Swanson, what is it, hungry man dinners, all that shitty friggin' sodium up to the wazoo gross TV dinners that's that's chicken air over here and he's telling the morons that that we're awaiting orders from the billionaire class are you fucking kidding me and then there's Fox News off by itself Occasionally saying things that are slightly different. Like what? Like Kamala Harris shouldn't be uh, looked up to by girls in this country? Girls or boys. Oh, yes, you shouldn't look up to the vice president of the United States. But look up to Twitler, though, right? We want to look up to him. He, he was a real good role model for boys in the country. Well, all I know is that kids, I remember reading a story about kids bullying other kids in schools across the country and then being 
in trouble for being uh, pulled into uh, the principal's office and their excuse. Well, the president does it. The president. Ah. What are you going to say about that? What about the children? Remember when they were impeaching a president for um, a marital in, indiscretion? But you don't impeach a president for an insurrection, right? Just an erection. But they were, I remember the Republicans. What about the children? How can I explain to my children what a blowjob is? God, this country. Pretty rich coming off of a TV star who was reportedly paid $10 million a year by a giant corporation controlled by billionaires Rupert Murdoch and his son Lachlan, which is a stupid name. No one is trying to punish Fox News for expressing, quote-unquote, slightly different views. I'm a staunch believer in free speech. I spent most of my life in the conservative movement. This is Max Boot writing. Carlson and I were once affiliated with the same magazine, The Weekly Standard. I welcome debate that features conservative views. But what? But that is not what Carlson represents. He's peddling lunatic conspiracy theories that endanger people's lives and shred our social fabric. Period. End of sentence. That the, the executives of Fox News and the cable system's that carry it should be ashamed of themselves for beaming this dangerous claptrap into millions of homes. There you go. Absolutely. It's dangerous. And that's why we have to fight it uh, with every breath we take. And the last thing I want to talk about is this... I'm still, I'm over the time I was playing. This is what happens. I'll probably crash after. I mean, I still feel very achy. I need to go to sleep. I hope I, ah, whatever. Where everybody's here. Everybody's here on borrowed time, right? I do hope I, I make it through. I don't know, but nothing is guaranteed. So if this is my last night on earth, I'm glad we could spend it together. <clears throat> and if you're coming to the show late, I'm just saying this because I had a fever yesterday. I have a low-grade fever now. I feel achy. I hope I'm not ah, dying. Eh, we're all dying, though, aren't we? If you want to get technical. All right, but the last thing I want to say is Probably it's what what I named the show tonight. That Republicans have nothing to offer, but what did I name the show? Uh, talking points and lies. Wait, well, same thing. Talking points and lies. Um, their their talking points are lies, but nothing more. There's no greater example than what's going on right now in Texas. Texas is, of course. This is a consequence of climate change. The Oh, here. I actually, I think I have a Tucker Carlson clip. Oh, no, wait, 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 wait. Oh, there's so many. Jesus Christ. 
He actually said that Tucker. Oh yeah, here it is. He was going off on Jill, on Joe Biden and Joe Biden's marriage. This is how scummy they are. Here, and then he says, "At the heart of this great American family is a love story." One man, Mocking. one woman, and the fires of passion that changed the course of our history. What the fuck is wrong with you? This is people who have been married how many years? 30, 40 years? It's like the other day on, well, on Valentine's Day, the filthy Donald Trump Jr., there was, he, he retweeted a Hillary Clinton tweet. Where is it? And it was um, Bill Clinton, let me see, hold on, saying like, oh, I'm glad to spend my Valentine with my whatever, my my life partner, or who the fuck knows, I'm trying to find it. And he retweeted it with just the, um, just the commentary, LOL. Like, that's so funny? From from him, who's a cheater, who cheated on his wife with Kimberly Gargoyle. And his father is on his third trophy wife. So he's mocking uh, the Clintons' marriage. Uh, it, it's just, they have no boundaries, you see? Who the fuck are they to talk about anybody's marriage? The hypocrisy is astonishing. What do you know what goes on in somebody's marriage of 30 years, 40 years? And that's LOL? Because they say, oh, uh, happy Valentine's Day to my Valentine. That's LOL. Uh, For a cheater. So now... This fucker, this chicken air scum, this mur- this chicken murdering piece of crap. Oh, God. I'm just looking at Donald Trump Jr.'s Twitter feed. R.I.P. Rush, a true American legend. I want to vomit. Disgusting. Yeah, legend. Uh, like like G- Joseph Goebbels is a legend, too. But now, what is Tucker Carlson's deal about Joe Biden and Jill Biden's marriage? It, it doesn't see, it's, there's, a, now, okay, okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm, I can't find the words. The fact is, you know, what would happen if the shoe was on the other foot? If any, any uh, Democratic pundit or whatever went off on one, on, on, on let's say, Twitler's marriage, LOL, or whatever. They would feign all kinds of outrage. How dare they? This is off limits. It's sort of like when somebody, we it was on Twitter, They there was a video of Barron Trump uh, walking with his parents, and he's tall. He's like over, he's taller than Twitler. And people are like, oh, Barron Trump is tall. And all of the Republicans were like, this is an outrage. These liberals, 
There's, they're bringing up the children. That's off limits. Oh, there's, this is an outrage. Meanwhile, the set and Limba too going off. Like what, who is Baron Trump? Like, is he Candyman or something? You can't say his name three times in a mirror or what? Or Reagan burns a little bit more in hell. This is an outrage. Meanwhile, Rush Limbaugh, the one who went off on Chelsea Clinton, remember? Calling her the White House dog? A child at the time. Ugh. I hate them. I'm sorry to you. But look at this. It's so vile. What is your problem? Not since Anthony dined with Cleopatra oh, in yeah. downtown Antioch before oh, they killed themselves, obviously. Dumb fuck. Has a country witnessed a love story as moving and poignant as Jill and Joe's? No, ladies and gentlemen, Jill Biden is not Joe's caretaker. She isn't his nurse. She's his fully equal romantic partner. Together, they are like besotted teens. Yet at the same time, they are what the wise his... and knowing parents of a nation. As a headline from Politico on Valentine's Day put it, quote, historians and relationship experts agree. The first couple's romantic gestures aren't just genuine, they're restorative. So it's official. The Biden's affection is totally real. It's in no way part of a slick PR campaign devised by cynical consultants determined to. Yeah, that's it. It's a cynical. It's a PR campaign designed by cynical consultants. They've been putting up. They've been uh, involved with this ruse for 40 years. The president's senility by misdirection. <laughs> Not at all. Their love. This guy needs to. He needs to be removed from his platform. Let him go Go on to uh, Breitbart. You can have a live stream. Why is this scum pumped into the homes of America? You understand? This is dangerous. What a scumbag. What a filthy scum. In the guise of new on Fox News, this is news. No, oh, I see. It's another conspiracy. Joe Biden and Jill Biden's marriage is not is not real. It's um, she's his caretaker. You see, this is what he's saying because he's got he's senile. He's got dementia. That's the. Republican, another, another one of these conspiracy theories. They don't live in reality. So why should this prick be allowed to drag millions of Americans with him into this, into this sickness? Who, who's this fucker's sponsors? And we'll know we're on the right track when Tucker Carlson is removed. He's dangerous. Wait, here's Tara Jr. Jr. Speaking of dangerous. No, he's not dangerous. He's beautiful. I'm sorry. You can't sit there. You hear him complaining? He's like... Boy does. Ow! That hurt. You got me there. What are you doing? He just swung at me with his claws. 
Oh, God. Why does everything I love hurt me? All right. Is as real as climate change. You at the heart that? of this great America. Wait. At the heart of this great America. Real as climate change. Wait, I'm sorry. I keep hitting the wrong button. Their love is as real as climate change. Can you fucking believe that? Their love is as real as climate change. And here we are. Right? In a country, well, right now, is as real as climate change. This person is a danger to this country. It's as real as climate change as Texas right now usually the 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 temperature in texas is between 50 and 60 something degrees and now it's like 19 degrees so what does the republicans do i mean this is just another example i don't understand why tucker carlson why this is allowed to be on a major media platform being pumped into millions of homes that the vi- that the president of the United States is in a sham marriage. The president actually has dementia. This is what he's saying. It's as real as climate change and as real as the insurrection on January 6th that didn't happen. It was a, a, fabrica- a fabrication. And George Floyd died of a drug overdose, right? Not a knee on his neck for nine minutes, like the autopsy said, this person needs to be relegated to history's trash pile. He needs to be removed. That's why we're sick. The one saving grace of this country right now is that Twitter is deplatformed. That's right. Cancel culture, cancel culture. Yeah, we cancel fascism here in the United States. It's called being a patriot. Oh, Twitter is free to stand on the street street corner and scream his lies into the wind. But what is the redeeming value of this? Freedom of speech? That's freedom of speech. You can say whatever you want. Really? But don't... um, Doesn't the corporation have an obligation to to the viewer not to turn this country into a conspiracy festering pustule just keep spreading this bullshit joe biden has dementia and uh climate change isn't real good good idea good luck america forget the enemy from without, the enemy from within is doing the job just fine. The enemy of, uh, from within will take it from here. You don't have to lift a finger, Al-Qaeda. Oh, God. The chicken airs got you. At the heart of this great American family is a love story. One man, one woman, and the fire whatever fuck him but same thing with what's going on here in texas republicans the only thing they have are lies talking points and lies so the here's the problem they're blaming all the power outages on 
on the Green New Deal, on renewable energy, because so the the wind turbines were frozen, which only less than 20% of Texas's energy comes from renewables. The rest is from uh, their filthy, archaic system. Uh, well, some, uh, not, not, you know what I'm saying, the, the majority. They're also completely cordoned off from the rest of the grid in the United States because Texas likes to do it their own way. They don't like feds coming in and regulating them. I say secede, but that's another story. But now you see it works when, because they don't like regulation. It's cheaper. That's the way it is in Texas. That's why when you can have an oil refinery blow up right next to a school because they don't have, or a retirement community, which happened. And they, they have, they don't have um, zoning rules in Texas. You could just build anything wherever the fuck you want, like any shithole country. You know, there's no standards. And, but that's what Texas calls freedom. Well, they got their freedom now. And instead of learning the lesson, you see, m- normal adults, when things happen and mistakes are made, they um they learn the lesson and adjust you don't want to make those mistakes anymore you learn from your mistakes and you grow and you move on so those mistakes don't happen again you try to work uh use you, you get value out of the experience by ensuring changing things and ensuring that it never happens again not republicans because it, their remedy for the disaster that their policies created is more of the same policies that created the disaster it, and turning uh, ensuring that the dupes who follow them will not adopt any of the actual remedies that are needed the green new this is their opportunity to bash the green new deal the very thing that they fucking need these morons and because so they're saying that these wind turbines got frozen over well right now there are wind turbines in antarctica what the what the damn the dumbass republicans in texas didn't do because they're stupid cheap moronic and don't give a shit about anybody else but themselves because somebody must have pocketed whatever money it would have taken to to weather fit the um, the 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 wind turbines, which they didn't, so they froze. But don't let the freaks, the morons who uh, are gonna die, don't let them in on the secret. Now they need the Green New Deal, and they need, and, and it's not. Um, it's not the it's not the friggin' uh, wind turbines that caused this problem. It is the Republican policies, the conservative policies. That's how you know Republicans hate America. They hate the people they pretend to represent because not they're they're lying to them. They continue to lie to them. Not fix the problem, not ensure that it's not going to happen again. Oh, not going to say, oh, we're the party of personal responsibility. And as such, we take responsibility for this failure. 
and we're going to learn from our mistakes so it never happens again. But the power, the power crisis in Texas, that means, proves we need, we need more renewable energy, not less, you stupid pricks, Republicans, but the Texas governor, Greg Abbott. Here, this is from uh, Rolling Stone by Ryan Bort. Greg Abbott and other Republicans are falsely fingering wind turbines as the reasons that millions are without power. The pandemic has driven, driven home a lesson that, that's been true for a long time about Republican politicians. They don't actually care about the welfare of their constituents so long as they're able to trick enough people into believing the other side is responsible for everything that's wrong. See? Same thing at the, like, at the Capitol. Oh no, it's not the it's not the freaks. It's not our freaks who stormed the Capitol. It's not oh it's Antifa. This thing that's not organized. This idea. <sighs> Nearly five hundred thousand people have died and millions more have had their lives upturned largely because of the GOP's negligence. But they'll have you believe that the real enemies are liberals impinging on your freedom by asking you to wear a mask. Similar routine is playing out in response to the brutal ice storm that swept through Texas earlier this week, leaving millions without power due to an energy grid that was totally unprepared to shoulder the stress of a winterized natural disaster. On Tuesday, Governor Greg Abbott went on Fox News to point the finger at renewable energy. And like Ryan Bort says, and like I say all the time, it's another example. They don't care about the people they pretend to represent. So, he said on Fox News, this shows how the Green New Deal would be deadly for the United... A deadly deal. Oh, you learned your lesson well from Twitler, right? We need a little gimmicky soundbite. The deadly deal. The Green New Deal is a deadly deal. Deadly deal, deadly deal, deadly. Just keep repeating it. Oh, my God. Would these people, would they be... Please, God. Please give Rush Limbaugh some company, please. This shows that the Green New Deal would be a deadly deal for the United States of America. No, honey, it shows that the Republican Party is the deadly deal in this country. Nobody could have imagined, like Twitler likes to say, like nobody ever seen. Nobody could have ever seen 500,000 dead in six months from something that didn't exist, Twitler said. It was a hoax. And he said that before, this is Greg Abbott, he said that before claiming that the shutdown of solar and wind energy thrust Texans into a situation where it was lacking power, or Texas, I mean. Abbott isn't alone. Republicans looking to score political points from across the spectrum have been blaming, blaming green energy for the disaster, including those in Texas. 
This is what happens when you force the grid to rely on, in part on wind as a power source, says Dan Crenshaw, that freak. Um, he tweeted on Tuesday, when weather conditions get bad, as they did this week, intermittent renewable energy like wind isn't there when you need it. See, they don't seem to understand that we have the fucking technology to put a man on the moon so we can ensure that renewable energy, it keeps going even when the sun isn't in the sky or the wind isn't blowing. It doesn't slow down. I know that Twitler and the, and the morons want to give that impression because they hate this country and they hate the people they pretend to represent. They don't give a crap if they're sitting in the dark figuratively or literally. Or if they're sitting out in the cold figuratively or literally. They'll take it both ways. Right-wing media has been right with there with them. A Wall Street Journal editorial board on Monday published an op-ed titled A Deep Green Freeze. These fucking fucks. Tucker Carlson echoed the argument Abbott made on Hannity by claiming that Texas is totally reliant on windmills, a fact that wind power only accounts for 7% of the state's expected winter energy capacity is beside the point. The bottom line here is that liberals and the Green New Deal are to blame, and what Texas really needs is more of that sweet, sweet, sweet fossil fuel. But what Abbott and his fellow Republicans and conservative media conveniently fail to mention is that the Green New Deal is only an idea. The nation, and especially Texas, are powered by fossil fuels, overwhelmingly so, and it's under this system that Texas was cast into the dark ages for a few days of uncharacteristically um, cold temperatures. The real culprit here is not the frozen wind turbines. It's that huge percentage of Texas natural gas-powered thermal plants have frozen and gone offline. One of the reasons why all these plants are offline is because Texas power is deregulated and privatized. As the Texas Tribune laid out in 2011, the state isolated its power from the grid from the rest of the nation because it didn't want to be subject to federal regulation. This led to cost-cutting, and over the years, the state's energy infrastructure fell into disrepair. The Electricity Reliable Council of Texas grid has collapsed exactly the same manner as the old Soviet Union. Ed Hears, an energy fellow at the Department of Economics at the University of Houston, told the Houston Chronicle, it limped along on an underinvestment and neglect until it finally broke under predictable circumstances. Well, that's the way it is when greed is the only value. Not keeping the uh, electricity flowing for your morons, because they'll keep voting for you anyway because they're dumb, and they're uh, watching Tucker Carlson right now, who's telling them their problems are because of the very things that they need to survive and everything else that the country needs to survive, like unity, decency, dignity, and being woke. Woke enough to say, yes, black lives matter, damn it. All lives matter. 
Yeah, but if all lives actually mattered, I wouldn't have to say black lives matter, you know? So sick of them. This is all to say that fossil fuels and conservative leadership are very much to blame for the devastation that has swept across the state this week. And if anything, the widespread blackouts prove we need to ramp up to renewable energy, which is generally more resilient to inclement weather. Renewable energy doesn't exacerbate the climate crisis either, which has helped spur all these unpredictable weather events, which are only going to get worse. The future of our country hangs in the balance. Republicans either don't understand this or they don't care. Because again, they know they'll be able to spin the blame to Democrats and get themselves reelected. In case you're wondering, Greg Abbott is already planning to run for a third term in 2022, and he will probably win. So, this is where we are. Guys, they suck. We do the show, so we have a shot. You understand? You Just like how Tucker Carlson, how this country wouldn't be as sick as it is without the likes of Rush Limbaugh and Tucker Carlson and Fox News. We need to counter them. So that's why we do this show. Because we will win. We know it. They know it. That's why they have to lie. Constantly. All right, guys, 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 guys. I got to go lay down. I feel a fever. I feel a fever coming on. And it's glorious. I'm just thinking of Judy Garland right now. It's not glorious. I need, I feel achy. I hope I... Eh, uh, if it's death, I hope it's quick. But you should become a patron anyway. Because at least... Then, I don't know. You'll feel like you gave roses to the liberal media while while they were alive, while I was alive. All right? I don't know. What am I saying? I have no idea. All right. Thank you, Errol, for your super chat. Thank you, JD. Thank you, Jim and Robin and Richard W. and Slow Tree. Thank you very, very much. We'll see what happens tomorrow. I hope I'm not fevered up. I hope the fever goes away. I took some aspirin. That helps. But I feel very achy and weirdly uh, disconnected. You know, when you get a fever, that's what happens. I remember one time I had a fever really bad when I was a kid. And I woke up in the middle of the night and I was in the bathroom. It was in my mother's house and father's house, of course, when I was a kid. And I was hysterical crying in my mother's bathroom and well in my bathroom our bathroom we not like we lived in a giant house and i was like why am i crying you know and i realized well the reason i was crying was i could not remember punky brewster's real name <laughs> i swear to god and i was like I must have a fever really bad. I, my fever must be really high. 
because I couldn't remember Punky Brewster's real name, and I was hysterical crying about it. And then I was like, Soleil Moon Fry, Soleil Moon Fry. All right, that's what happens, because your brain gets gets heated up, and you get delirious. Guys, guys, thank you, Robin M. Under the wire again. That's right. Thank you. Stay warm. Take your VC. What's VC? Take your VC. What's VC? Oh, vitamin C. Okay. I will. I need to. And I feel, I feel achy as fuck. I hope I'm not dying. Is that a symptom of COVID? Let's see. But no, I mean, I can breathe. I don't have any of that. So I think it's just a fever. I don't know why and how. Well, I was out. I was feeding the community cats the other day, and it was cold. And maybe I caught something. And, oh, yeah, the other thing is, I wonder, I'm just putting it out there. I don't know. There's a community cat I know. This poor thing. I don't know where he came from, but... I know you you guys know I'm in Queens anybody in Queens New York but I just putting it out there if this cat you know you usually don't want to take community cats from their environment but I have a feeling this cat is not quite a community cat cuz he's very not friendly where he's he's very skittish but he comes over, he meow, you know, he's, he's people, like, I feel like he's got potential. So I don't know if there's any, I don't know, I feel really bad for him. He lives outside, he's looking rough, he had a, a leg injury. We tried to get him, to take him to the vet, we couldn't get him. His, his leg injury healed, it probably, he probably had a broken leg. It's terrible. And... I just wish he had a better life. So if anybody knows, sometimes I wish maybe there's a, a uh, what do you call it? Like a sanctuary or a place if somebody has, they want to, like I know a lady who lives in my apartment building on a few floors down. She's got a cat that used to be a street cat. He lived on the street. It's an old cat. Somehow she became this cat's guardian, but the cat lived as a street cat its entire life. So it's it's an older cat. They don't know exactly how old, but, you know, it's in the house now. And I wonder, sometimes I wish the same for my, for the little one we call Honey. All right, that's it. Think about Honey. I know that there are so many animals that need help, but if by any chance you know somebody who knows somebody, who knows? Maybe Honey has maybe Honey has a chance living on a nice under a roof with a warm bed. Who knows? Who knows? You know, you know, you usually don't take. I I would never really take a community cat out of its environment you, if they're feral. But he just doesn't seem 100% feral. So I wonder about how he got there. All right. We'll talk about it more later. 
My name is Tara Devlin. Yes, give Ray more angst. No, I couldn't bring him here. I just couldn't. I would if I had no cats and lived in a... If I won the lottery like I thought I did for two seconds. Then I would... Well, that's what I would do. I would have... I would buy some place somewhere that's big enough and have a, like a rescue or something. I definitely would. And Honey would be living there. I would take Honey. And give Honey nice warm bed. Right? Like Tara Jr. Jr. has. All right, guys, 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 guys. I'm I'm delirious. Not that bad, but... Yes, we need to help all the critters we do. We need to help the critters we do that here. Yes, we need to help them all. That's my only regret is I can't help help them, help them all. All right, guys, guys, guys. I got to get unconscious. Think about Honey, little Honey. That's what we call him because he's orange and cute. And remember what I say. We will win. If somebody becomes a patron by tomorrow, maybe we will do a show tomorrow. What do you think? We'll see. Become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. Remember what I say. We stick together. We win. And we will win. Yes, Tara's cat farm. Absolutely. And all animals, too. Commander Bond, of course, on the chat. We will win. We are on the right side of history. We're on the right side of decency, dignity, and democracy. As, as you saw, we brought the receipts tonight. My name is Tara Devlin. We stick together. We win. Become a patron, and maybe I'll see you tomorrow night.